Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Well, Bart, you dialed it up and you told us what was going to happen. That was Devo Davis returning to Arkansas and Jordan Walsh would remain in the NBA draft. Now you need to tell us who's next now for Arkansas. Well, so... Listen, here gets to be the million dollar question. So with one so we have one scholarship available, correct? That is one correct. Scholarship. That is correct. From the man himself, Coach Musselman, says that there is not a lot left in the transfer portal. So reading between the lines, that is a possible situation that Rick talked about several months ago. We he we might hold that one because it's got to be the right fit. So, obviously, reading between the lines, I don't think he's just going to waste that scholarship and just give it to somebody just to fill it. He obviously feels like these coming up classes are uber-talented, the 2024, 2025. So, it's possible that spot scholarship stays open. Wow. How about that? (laughs) What do you say? I mean, I was Why not? He only plays plays seven or eight. What difference does it make if you have 12 or 13 on scholarship, right? Well, I think that's all the more reason you need to make sure it's the right seed to make things work. So I kind of pose the question of, is the team too small? Do we need a big? Is it inside? Is it guard? And so I think it's more of best available player would be the strategy without saying too much. Best available player, and that piece is not there So right now. So, Bart, what happened? Where to go sideways with Grant Nelson? All indications were when he first put his name in the transfer portal, it was either NBA and stay in the NBA draft or Arkansas. Where'd this go sideways with Grant Nelson? Well, I don't know if it necessarily went sideways on any end other than it's possibly just a young man's decision and looking at maybe the pieces, because this is the one part that I think would scare players from Arkansas, speaking as a former player, is exactly what Rick just talked about. If you're only playing seven to eight in a rotation, where do you fit into that puzzle piece? Now, Grant Nelson put up some fantastic numbers at North Dakota State. I mean, we're talking 17 points, 11 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy statistically meets all the measurables, but does not change the fact that we have the blueprint for Coach Musselman. We know that he is not going to dig deep in that bench. So if that young man cannot, guys, sacrifice, it's the reason Cam Hunter came back to UCA. You can't sacrifice a huge number dip if your goal is to get to the next level because there's too many questions to answer if it does. And it's just really that simple. So are you saying because of Brazil, because of Mitchell, yep. 
because yep. of Graham. Yeah. Basically, this has scared off Grant Nelson. I didn't. I didn't want to say that because it does. Yeah, in a way, the the, the it not necessarily the competition. I think possibly the lack of opportunity in terms of minutes to replicate the numbers that he's currently putting up. Because guys, his numbers are huge. I didn't know they were that big. He's He's racking up the steals, blocks, everything. So I think that's 100% accurate. Now, I was talking with Rick today earlier about this, and maybe you remember, maybe you don't remember. I know that Sam Pittman has done this with walk-ons. I think under Eric Musselman, when he had an open scholarship like this, he gave it to one of the walk-ons, even if it was just for one semester. Can you see this scholarship at this point, knowing that if something bigger and better presented itself, now it would have to come at the end of that particular semester if that scholarship was given to uh, a walk-on. But do you see that as a possibility that there could be one of those walk-ons who's been faithful to the program the last couple of years getting that scholarship for at least one semester i certainly could i certainly could see the right fit that's been loyal to the program that that possibly being an option for sure and look guys it's a feel-good story for every the player works for it it's the, the university that's one of those win-wins so yes certainly someone that's been dedicated to the program absolutely that's that's a possibility of course with the caveat that it's it's restricted in that that finite time period, but certainly I think that'd be a great thing, and I can see that happening for sure. All right, Bart. Here's a question for you from Bill by way of our Asher Record Service Company, Life in Feedback. Can Bart talk about KK Robinson now at Little Rock? Well, I think that guys, this is uh, speaking of a feel good story. Spending a lot of time with KK. Like I have in the past training, I'm I'm extremely happy for him because I think UALR Little Rock is a great fit for KK, and I think Coach Darrell Walker does a great job of having an NBA type system where guards, high pick and rolls, uh, plenty of ball screen reads where guards really thrive. Uh, DJ Smith was another one of mine just transferred. Um, away from Little Rock that had two great years there, played extremely well. And so I'm happy for KK because I think this is a great fit for him, a lot like Darian Ford is a great fit at Arkansas State. Guys, players are everywhere. They're not just at Power Fives. They're at mid-majors. And I think this is a great place for KK to play and develop, put up numbers, and have some stability in his college career. So I think it's great on both parts. Speaking of Ford, how do you see – uh, fitting in at Arkansas State, Darnell Ford at uh, Arkansas State. Excellent. I think that he, when, when you look at him, Randy Rick, he is a very prototype, what I'll consider, lockdown, mid-major type of defender, slasher, and scorer. So I think he's a first-team all-sun belt player. The rest of his career, I think he thrives. Uh, they've had some coaches add. Certainly, they just took one from Alabama that's going to come over and revamp the offensive system. So, I think it's a great fit for him. They play a style. That league is really built for flashing guards, the athletic twos, threes, and ones. It's only thing it's missing, guys, 
doesn't have the traditional seven foot six eleven centers that start the game and come off the bench. Outside of that, this is a perfect place for him to be. He's going to do extremely well. Him and KK both. I'm happy for him. We had a chance to really get to know him this past year. Um, yeah. Here on Drive Time Sports through the NIL program. Do you think? Do you think? And he's productive, Mark, guys. In his yeah, do you think if they'd have known that they'd have come to this point with 12 scholarships, they would have encouraged either Ford or Dunning to stay? Well, see, Rick, that's the million-dollar statement and question, is that when you churn and burn like this, this is what I call the collateral damage because yeah. it would have absolutely been great to have Either one of those guys who I think were really productive, I, if we rewind back, I, all three of us were higher on Barry Dunning than a lot of people yeah. that ended up playing minutes at the end of the season. Sure. Exactly. And certainly, when D. Ford got in the game, guys, you can't argue with numbers. They don't lie. He was extremely productive, and you would think they would certainly want to keep someone that's been in the system. But again, with so much uncertainty and so much turnover, this is going to continuously happen, guys. This is the one drawback to the whole thing. A lot of attention. We are getting multiple questions. I know you touched on Terry on the other day, but I'd like for you to elaborate for those that are not familiar with Terry on Burgess. This is a young man who played, uh, was it Blyville or was it um, Mariana? He played one year. In northeast Arkansas, Marion. pardon me? One year at Marion. Marion. Yep. Marion. Okay. Yeah. And uh, ended up moving, selling in in central Arkansas, Benton High School. Uh, but kind of is, at least I think to the majority of the state, Bart flying underneath the radar at this particular point. And uh, all of a sudden now, I think people are starting to hear about him only because the G League Ignite is already yep. looking into Terry on Burgess. Yes, Terry, and, and did it last year. And so the one thing about Terry on Burgess, so it, it, it doesn't get understated enough because Bill Ingram and the Hawks, and he plays for the Hawks, so he's a Benton kid, plays for the Hawks. He plays on a 2024 team. Terry on and Luke Moore, the point guard at Central, are 2025. And so when they watch them play, they think, oh, they're 2024 with honor both no, guys, they're 2025, so they're a year younger. So when you look at Terion, he is a six, right? I would say, guys, right at 6'10". He is extremely well-built built lower half. He has strong legs. He has a really great frame to put on a ton of weight. He's really skilled at 6'10". He's long. He's athletic. He's a lefty. I think it always helps. He's a lefty. He's got great shooting touch. And what you see him when you watch him in school ball, kind of gets it's hard to really see some of the greatness sometimes because they'll put four to five people on him and they'll clamor under the rim. This is a guy that really could step out and play the three at school ball. Like his his handles are that good. And so he is currently a top twenty player in the country. He got invited to the USA Select team, so the FIBA team from Adidas. He. Ignite looked at him last year in the Adidas Championship. Guys, he was a sophomore during that time. That's how talented he is. So I say, and I compare him to Kevin Garnett because he's got touch like that. 
That's not an understatement. This young man is extremely talented and is certainly an NBA lottery-type pick that can go inside and outside, and he can absolutely fly. Has he narrowed down, if you will, places of interest? Uh, I don't think yeah. he's – is he eligible? I don't think at this point, Bart, he could even take – I know now they, they allow you junior and senior year uh, official visits where it used to be you just had your five official visits and that was it. But uh, yep. do you know of his areas of interest, if possible? Yeah, so Carrion's got a really tight-knit family, extremely close, and I know with his relationship with his family, he's going to want to be somewhere close to home where his his family can see him play. That's a big part of this. This young man is extremely well-grounded. So if you just look at the dirt that's in our backyard, certainly in the SEC, you have a lot of prospects right there, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, uh, certainly throw Memphis in the mix. you got Mississippi State. But I see this young man staying with somewhat close proximity to home, and certainly he's high on the Razorbacks, as most players across the country are. He would be no different. So this is a player that is obviously going to have Arkansas certainly in the top three as we wind into him starting his junior season at Benton High School. All right, Bart. Uh, I have no clue not only who they compete against, where are they based out of? And I'm talking about the G League Ignite. Where are they based out of, and who do they compete against? So Las Vegas. Um, so it's a little bit it's kind of confusing. So it can, the G League now, because they've kind of revamped this whole thing. So G League Ignite is a Las Vegas-based uh, franchise that they really have just recently moved there. And so they're – kind of on the cutting edge, I would say, with grabbing and identifying a lot of these younger high school prospects and kind of in charge of unofficially players being offered, and when I say players, I mean high school players, the professional route to the NBA, which means you can't obviously enter the draft, but instead of going to college, if you're not ready to go, you, you go to the G League, you play there for a year, and this is the plan, guys. You play for a year, and then you enter the draft. So it's not a long-term process, although it can be. They're identifying players like Perrion that would be a lot to enter the draft. Someone like a Nick Smith and Anthony Black, those type players are who they're looking at. And, guys, they're just playing other G League teams. So you've got G League teams all up, scattered throughout all over. This is just one of the ones that's newer and now based in Las Vegas. And how many G League teams are there? How many teams are you competing against? Well, so there's, so there is, now, unless I'm wrong, and I could be wrong by one or two, there is a G League team for every NBA franchise. So Really? There's 30 it, of them? Wow. So you're talking about 30 yeah. times 12 players or whatever there is on a roster? You're talking about over or close to 400 players, over 400 players in the G League? Yeah. Unless I hey, unless I'm way wrong, but absolutely, no, you, you got be right. Yeah, you you've got Memphis right. Hustle, you've got Iowa, you've got I mean, uh, Oakland. They're they're every Dallas. They're they're pretty much in every market, and this is where they've really tried to expand to make sure that you don't have the situations like you have where you have a, a Scotty Thurman, for example, that comes out and 
was such a talented college player, but didn't probably have the information out to make a great decision. Maybe he comes back a year or maybe a judge. But certainly that's a guy that could have turned into an NBA player that really back then had no choice but to go overseas. So the NBA has really tried to step up and create a farm system, much like in baseball, to keep these players mm-hmm. in and keep them moving up. God, Dusty yeah. Hannes has, has been basically in the G League now for quite some yeah. time and has done extremely well. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So – are the other G League franchises, are they spread throughout the western part of the United States? Or, I mean, I've never seen a G League standings. I've never seen any G League statistics. I mean, it's almost like it's an invisible league. I know it's out there, but it it's almost like, Bart, it's an invisible league. It is, and I think they're trying to – listen, I think they're trying to change, and this is part of what the NBA is trying to rebrand a lot of this stuff, because you're right, because if you don't have a specific tie to a G League team, for all intent and purposes, you haven't probably heard of anybody. But, yeah, so they're scattered all throughout. They've got, like, the Lakers have one in South Bay. You have uh, Rio Grande Valley Vipers. You have the Swarm, which is, is basically for the Hornets. So the Raptors, 905. So they're all throughout. And they do very similar interleague, and you have Eastern, Western. So they're really trying to vamp this thing up. And I, and I think you're seeing more and more of this, especially as the NBA uses the summer league to kind of push their brand out. And this is how they put the draft picks, or the current draft picks, and kind of mix them in with a lot of G League guys that are trying to make rosters. So they're trying to kind of rebrand the whole thing, which is why they have the professional path for players out of high school now. Well, I know South Haven – which is South Haven, Mississippi, is yep. where at one time the farm team of the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, where yep. Dusty was playing. I don't know if that's still part of what we're talking about, the G League or not, but uh, yep. at one time, I mean, that's that maybe is 12, 12 miles uh, from downtown Memphis, South Haven, Mississippi. So if you got the yep. call, it didn't take you long to get uh, – with the big club in a hurry, so I don't know if that if that's still part of, of the. That it is, it is. So it's the Memphis hustle. So Randy, Randy, it's the Memphis hustle. So, um, and they very well could have still have practice facilities at South Haven, but yeah, it's absolutely right there. It's the same one, and sure didn't take them long to get there. You're right. Yeah. All right. This from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Sharon says, uh, Bart, sorry I missed yesterday's show. What happened to Ron Holland not coming to Arkansas? Well, we we kind of touched on it a little bit right there. The G League stepped in, and tw- I, I think 25th hours, we all agree, Texas did something a little bit unprecedented and, and, and held his intent to transfer and held it to the maximum amount of days. I don't know if it's 30, 35. But what it did is it kind of created some uncertainty with this young man. And NBA jumped in and offered a contract and a chance for him to skip college altogether and do this professional route, which is basically playing his one-year college requirement in the G League for what I don't know if the final numbers are out, guys, but Jalen Green last year was paid about $600,000, I would assume, Ron Holland, with his talent, is going to be around that four to $500,000 range. 
I would assume, are close to it. So they're not paying him the league minimum. They're paying him a lot of money. And I pretty much know straight up it was either G League or Arkansas. That's, that's what I've been told. It was going to be one of the other. He stayed in college. He's going to be a Razorback. He's not. He's choosing the money. But as he cited in his article I read on ESPN, it's about the skill development process. He wants to improve his game. He feels like the NBA G League provides him the best path to do that. Now, you used the phrase, the NBA stepped in. Are you saying that the NBA basically is underwriting this contract? It, they're, what, they're, what they're doing is a collaboration effort. And so what you have to do is these players have to prove that they're NBA ready. So the D League has to coordinate with the NBA to make sure they're on the same page that Ron Holland has the talent to enter the draft the following year. Gotcha. All right, Bart. Verify. Thank you, buddy. Thanks again to Martin Orthopedics. Drive Time Sports will continue. And uh, if you're listening, Bart, yes, I think we have a little bit more to talk about. Uh, Ricky's been sending me, I mean, the moment he's off the, then he starts sending me these little nuggets. And um, I would rather, since Bart knows the actual details, Okay, I'll just have to do this since I'm not seeing the light flash. Call in now. <laughs> okay, and put an exclamation mark. There you go. All right, call in now, Bart. Uh, this is from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. I guess I can ask him about uh, this Bay Fall question. Maybe he has some information. Yeah, right. We don't know, do we? Uh, until well, who brought that up? I guess Kevin McPherson. We didn't know there was anything going. Yeah, on. I didn't either. Maybe no, you did, but yeah, hmm. no, I was totally uh, uh, taken back by that. And if I understood correctly, Layton Blocker, he's on. Okay, here's Bart again. Here's Bart again. <laughs> Hello. Well, you just never finish, Bart. You just—I mean—you just keep throwing things out there at me after you hang up. Like, okay, why didn't you talk about this a few minutes ago? But then I remember. I know Tom sneaks up on you, doesn't it? I know. I know. I know. Okay, can you answer this one from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback from Savage? Any news on Bay Fall in Arkansas? Kevin McPherson, really—I don't—I don't know about you, Rick, but boy, he put a ton of question marks yeah, in my is. head about Bay Fall in Arkansas. Yep. Yeah. Have you heard anything on Bay Fall, Bart? Yeah, so I listen, so I, w- I want to clarify because I'm a big fan of Kevin. So was he putting questions on him, Arkansas, or questions about his game as it relates no, to No, about, about him coming to Arkansas. Okay. Well, so listen, I think when <laughs> a little bit kind of what we talked about earlier with, with Nelson, and are there concerns about possible playing time? I feel like, and and guys, I don't. The star system is a little convoluted. It gets tough with the five star, with the four star. Who has a miss? So baseball kind of had some issues and dropped in some services from uh, dropped a full star, and he underperformed in some areas. And so I think that brought into question some specific parts about his game because he is another really tall but very, very thin, yeah. and I mean thin, weaker yeah. player yeah. inside. And 
where there's smoke, there's fire. So some of this could be they all having questions about Arkansas, or it could be the Arkansas coaching staff having questions about his ability to play at that level. Now, listen, the kid's a tremendous player. I'm not saying that. But when you look at the needs that Arkansas has, certainly having thinner interior players is not – we kind of need the opposite of that. So I think there are some real question mark guys. And the closer it gets to him not being up there on campus, closer that comes to a reality so is arkansas better off with him not on the team that would put him in 11 scholarships and and or why can't you take a five-star like bay because we we've seen him in the past we didn't do this long before now i mean he looks like he weighs 14 pounds we we get that (laughs) well can they not bring him in and say look bay you may be a five-star but we're going to put you on a weight program we're going to practice you with the team. You may get to play a little bit, but we think by your second or third year, you could be a heck of a player. Is there no room to do that anymore in college basketball? Well, the problem is there is. But if you could get in the mind of these young men, do they stay around long enough to see it happen? You Developing when you get to be that tall. So I put on 16 pounds in basically a year and a half. But being six four, six five, yeah. it was easier for me to put on weight genetically. Um, where it might take someone like baseball, it might take them three years to get that type of weight. Right. Might not want to put that weight on that quick. Mm. So the question gets to be: Is there commitment enough for the player to stay? Is there commitment enough for the university to keep them around that long? Because right now, guys, one year and they're gone. And this yeah. is getting to be a scary standard everywhere. Yeah, but with him. It doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to face the same thing. He still needs to gain 40 or 50 pounds. It doesn't matter if it's at Arkansas or Alabama or Kentucky. It doesn't matter where he goes. His yeah. physical uh, needs are still going to be the same, aren't they? It, it, it will be, but systems, coaching systems tend to bring light certain player weaknesses more so than others, and Coach Musselman is a stringent NBA, very, very strategic, analytic, defending-type coach where he's going to get a ton of different scouting reports, many scouting reports. He demands a lot from his interior players in terms of stunning and helping, being a rotating shot blocker, walling up on much bigger, heavier, stronger players. So it might be just, Rick, that that system – might not emphasize his strength as well as maybe some other system that might play maybe a little more zone or you have some more interior help from maybe a five or a four player on the court at the same time. This sounds like tampering to me. Well, it's even go before you get into that, and Bart can address that if he wants to, but it, it, it doesn't matter what system he plays in. He is not going to be in the NBA the year after next. I mean, he's just not he's not going to be ready for that. It's it goes way back, but I can remember the night Corliss got drafted, uh, one of the few times I've ever watched the NBA drafts just because of that. Rick Pitino was on there. Of course, he's Kentucky's coach talking about Arkansas. And he made the comment because at that point, I, I can't remember, I think he had coached in the pros and then went to Kentucky. It might have been the other way around. But he was saying that big guys, he's talking about 6, 10, 11, and 12, or 7 feet tall, yep. said – really don't mature until they're about 25 years old. 
So when right. you, when the NBA draft, when you're drafting them when they're 20 or 21, you've got to expect it's going to be four or five years before they're anywhere close to being mature enough to play physically. And so I look that's at, right. again, Bay Fall, I'm looking, if that's still the case, it doesn't matter where he plays college basketball. And, yeah, there might be a system that's better for him. He is not going to be ready to be an NBA player the year after next. Now, maybe that's not what Arkansas that Maybe Arkansas doesn't want a guy that's not going to be ready for the NBA. I don't know. that. Yeah. That's So who knows? Well, because the only answer to weight and strength in the NBA is skill. That's the one great equalizer that you have. And it's why Kevin Durant plays at a high level. It's why Kevin Garnett, in less than a year, weighed 14 pounds and played at a high level. That's why you hear players like Ron Holland. Ron Holland and Bay Fall are not a lot of difference. I mean, they are very slight players. Mm-hmm. Ron Holland has a better skill set and is more skilled. But he referenced he's going to G League Ignite because he wants to increase his skill because he knows he knows that helps him fight the issue wow. that he's not going to physically mature until 24 or 25. So, so, Bart, is this the case? All right, I, I realize I'm not trying to stir something up or because you, you kind of hedged on it a minute ago where there's been some doubts either from the Bayfall camp or maybe there could be even some doubts from the Arkansas camp. All right, I think if the doubts came from the Bayfall uh, Bay camp, then to me that says tampering. Somebody has put this into this young man's mind that he might not fit in or he may not get what he's wanting from Arkansas. That's it. That to me is what it sounds like has actually happened. Uh, agreed. It could, it could be some of that. But, and, and listen, I think that he helps this team, and I think he's a tremendous player. And I don't by any means think that Arkansas saying don't come because you're not a quality player. I 100% think that they love his talent and consistently loved it all the way through. But let's say this. Nick Smith skipped a lot of different things to report to the university early. Layden Blocker is there right now with bells on, ready to go. There is a reason if players, especially freshmen, are reporting late, there is usually smoke where there's fire. It, 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 <laughs> that is not by accident. <laughs> where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback. Scott says, uh, NBA question for Bart. Can you ask Bart what his thoughts are on this matchup between the Heat and Denver? Eight versus one. Do we think this is a total mismatch. Well, somehow, some way, we're going to have to carry you over for one more segment. Okay. All right, hang on. Wow. Okay. Thanks again, Bart Reed. Pure sweat basketball skills. Thanks to Morton, uh, Martin Orthopedics. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in. On the Buzz Radio Network, here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, 
I'm Randy Rainwater. All right, joined again by Bart Reed. Encore. Encore. Wanting more from Bart Reed. Encore. All right, Scott, right. Scott said, can you ask Bart what his thoughts are on this matchup between the Heat and Denver? Eight versus one. Does he think this is a total mismatch? And I'll start what? you off with this, Bart, from yep. Bet Saracen. They have Denver favored tonight by nine. Nine. Okay, so lines nine. So Saracen's, I think, probably right on the money with that. So a quick caveat. Do we remember about a year ago when I said the altitude advantage yeah. in Denver? Yes, remember? yes. Well, it, I've been seeing this, and I told my wife this, the chant that they do that five two eight zero, and I kept thinking, what is that? That is the feet above sea level, huh. and LeBron actually commented that it is a competitive advantage. So certainly it looks on paper like a blowout, an eight versus a one. It's, it's incredible. I think it's only ever happened one other time. It's not when you break down the matchup. Denver's scoring about 116 points a game. Miami's scoring 111. Miami's an excellent defensive team. And how about, as much as we hammer Coach Calipari on this show, how about the Kentucky influence, Bam Adebayo, Jamal Murray, Caldwell Pope. There's a lot of Kentucky players that are doing extremely well. Denver is going to be too much at the end. I would take I would, I would take the take the line and, and take Denver. I think they're going to cover that easily tonight. But certainly the Heat will make it a series when they go back to Miami. They will win two games, I think, at home, keep it close. But the Joker, guys, he's unbelievable. I watched him play point guard at 6'11", or 7 foot. They put Jamal Murray, who is the normal point guard, in the post at the end of the Lakers series. And I watched Joker take Anthony Davis off the dribble like he was not even there. It was unbelievable. They're so talented offensively, space the court so well. Denver is the team to beat this year, but it's not going to be a complete blowout. I think Miami does keep it close and wins two games at home. Okay, Bart. This name, I admit, he has a – I'm not sure if it's a twin or not, but Caleb Martin – is it Kobe or Cody Martin is his brother. This was a player who was coached at Nevada by one yeah. Eric Musselman. Eric Musselman. And yeah. I got to believe every opportunity that Coach Musselman gets a chance to throw around Caleb Martin's name right now. This guy, even though Jimmy Butler was the Eastern Conference Finals Championship MVP, you could have given a major share of that trophy, though, I think, to Caleb Martin. Oh, nine, so basically 10.5 rebounds, two assists, and shot 47% from field goal range. Now, Randy, here's what I don't know. Is he one of the eight undrafted players? Ah, very well could be. I, I, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a ton of information here. And by the way, I, I send this same did. information to you every day. So, Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, listen, that's why I can only remember so much, my friend. But, I, listen, I, I think he is. And it, 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 that's a testament to even how much bigger. Okay. All right, let, me, let, let, me, let me answer this for you real quick while, I've got the, while okay. I have the information in front of me. Um, Martin went undrafted in 2019. 
He was waived by the Charlotte Hornets in 2021. He went from being waived by one of the league's worst teams to arguably yep. a top player on a team headed to the NBA Finals. He is one of five undrafted players in Miami's rotation. It's incredible. So he's undrafted, so that puts just an emphasis on his impact as you're talking about. Now, with that said, there is a specific reason why he's averaging that undrafted and Miami is in the finals, and Charlotte will be picking early in this year's draft and waiting. It's all upper management and identifying talent. It's why Nick Smith's a lottery pick and a future NBA All-Star in three years, regardless of the numbers he put up in college or the situation. Elite-level organizations spot that talent, and Caleb Martin obviously has it, and that's good for Coach Musselman because he's turning out some big-time pros, guys. you imagine four players, four players, off the Arkansas Razorback roster will be drafted in this coming draft. Guys, I'd love to know the total number that we've had throughout basketball, but four in one year. Now, Incredible. Bart, put the value on what Nick Smith is about to embark upon. And what I mean by that is uh, a shoe deal is coming soon. And you got to believe it's either going to be Adidas or Nike. He's yeah. only going to be one of four players offered this kind of deal. What kind of deal are we talking about that Nick Smith may have an opportunity to, to be privy to coming up soon? Well, let's say from an overall branding ex, uh, a factor, guys, that when you're being asked to, shot, to sign a shoe deal with – the big two, and let's let's preface this right quick for everybody. So Nick played on the EYBL, so he is a Nike guy by design. Brad Beal is his mentor. That's who he played for. So just from an overall being chosen out of this class of draft picks, that's a huge accomplishment. The numbers itself get to be really big, and obviously it can add up over the lifetime, but depending on the contract, one or two million dollars a year it could be a little more than that but certainly it is enough where it's substantial to mention because again there's only going to be and we've only statistically had it that way four to five sometimes less in a draft year that are offered such a deal so just to be identified is a difference maker and it already puts him in a position of commercial appeal to big sponsors and as we know guys michael jordan still making more money off Jordan Brand than he made with the Bulls his entire career. So these type of things are big deals, and it goes to a testament to Nick Smith's talent. Now, is this where it's to your advantage to sign a short-term deal, or if you're given an opportunity, do you lock into a long-term deal? Great question. I think it would really depends if you, which I know what Nick does. He believes in his talent. I've always felt like the shorter the rookie contract, right, the better off. And right. they've they've made it even shorter. Where there's a, there's a three year option now, which they did not have before. So that enables these players to really cash in, guys. And so I would go for the short contract. Smart man. All right, Bart. 
Encore presentation. Thank you, Mark. Read Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Thanks to Martin. Orthopedic.